Let's rock. Hello, yes, Dan Eisen here. This is the master of Tiger Style, Lee Moriarty, Domino Carini. This is Trey Lamar. This is Zoe Sky. This is Nick fucking Gage. This is Bobby Beverly, and you're listening to the IWTV Guide Podcast. And welcome to another edition of IWTV Guide, your guide to what's on independentwrestling.tv. I'm Jared J. Hawk Hawkins, and joining me as always, welcome back, actually, from your week of infirmary, Jay Gold. I'm back. I'm I'm healthy. All our thousands of listeners, I know, were curious as to my health. I'm good. <laughs> and no home office on our shoulders. I feel great. We can do whatever we want. I'm back. And <laughs> Sorry, I had to do it. And also joining us in the hallway, Marky. I was here last week and I'm back again. Yeah. Um, for, you know, I did some research. I did some research. We'll, we'll get to it later. But yeah. Hi, everyone. I'm not awkward about this at all. <laughs> well, anybody who looked into the show last week, I think know where we're going with this. Or if they've been following along on our Twitter at IWTV Guide. Let's just say it's a very interesting uh, spotlight this week. Tammy Kitch had nothing on what we got going on. <laughs> all right. Uh, so before we get into any of our normal stuff here, uh, I, w- I get bored at work and my mind starts wandering. So I was doing some thinking. I was trying to think about what everybody's theme song would be if they were a pro wrestler. So first off, obviously, I thought of mine. You say you're well prepared is what you're saying. <laughs> well, Pink Floyd learning to fly for me. Not bad. Yeah. All right. I'll go with that. Jayhawk learning to fly. Get the hawk thing going. Ah, I didn't. Yeah. All right. I didn't put that together, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Now, Marky, I don't know you as well like I know the rest of our staff here. So I'm hoping I'm not completely off base with what I thought of for you. Okay. Let's let's go for it. But I was trying to think of something that would come off as badass bitch. (laughs) Let's see. Let's go. You know what? It fits me better than that turf anyways. Anyways. <laughs> she's part of the clown pack. She's part of the clown pack. I just want to point that out. That eye makeup is something, definitely. Oh, well. All right. So I think we're, we'll go two for two so far. Okay. So, Jay Gold. I, I don't think this one's going to really be really need an explanation. I'm just going to play yours. Oh. I don't mind it. In no way are there any anti-Semitic undertoes that it's Goldberg and Goldstein. I'm good with it. <laughs> uh, that, that wasn't why I thought of it at all. No, <laughs> I just thought it. I just thought that was good. That sounds that's a, I would like to be badass like Goldberg, but I am not. <laughs> and, of course, and we can't forget our esteemed producer, Mr. Charlie Butter. I was going to say, I was going to say, you said like the rest of our staff, you were telling Marcy. So Marcy, you know, all the rest of the staff, like the interns and like, you know, the people who, you know, our front desk and the executive assistant who do all that work here at uh, IWTV Guide. <laughs> so, oh, I was unaware of all this. We had a whole team behind us. Yeah, well, <laughs> I must have missed that in the packet. Well, I'm not going to get into the secretary and like the back office staff or anything like that. I talked to them less than I talked to anybody else, but we got to get our team producer, Charlie Butter, if, you, if you'll bear with me. Who's the boy that can laugh in a storm cloud, turn a frown into a smile for free? Who's the kid with a heart full of magic? Everyone knows it's Butter. That's me. Who's the boy with eyes full of wonder, who thinks being yourself is the best thing to be? Who's that rascal with the tweezers in his pocket? Everyone knows it's Butter. That's me. I can only hope anywhere he goes, that music plays. That would make me the happiest ever. <laughs> if, that, if that music would play when Butter walk in the room, that would make me so happy. Mm-hmm. May have to happen for me. Every time I see him, I might bring a little sound <laughs> clip along with me. Just turn it on. You just can play on your phone whenever he walks right. by you. Right. Just put it up to his ear. Go, this is what I think of you. <laughs> Everybody oh, who 
all of our listeners who don't listen to Catholic are going, what the fuck are they talking about? How is everyone's weekend slash week going? Very calm this weekend. Took it very easy. Looking forward to, uh, to I needed a few days to uh, get this week's uh, weekend review uh, uh, finished. So when I finally got to it, those two and a half hour shows take a little bit longer. A little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I went to a rave that was like wrestling, but it wasn't really much of a rave. I was the most rave person there. How was Wrestle Rave? Everybody have fun there? I had fun. Um, I don't think as many people showed up that like, you know, if you're going to go to a rave, dress the part. And maybe I'm being a little nitpicky. I'm expecting too much of some wrestling fans. But like, it's a rave. Let's have some fun. You know what? I I automatically assume like, because I know that they were, this is only like the second one, I think. I assume they were going to do, you know, more almost like lights and stuff like that. We did like a watch along in the, in the pod Van Dam discord. So I was saying to Jay Clemens, I was like, you know, I would have loved if they went with like, um, you know, more lighting, like really strobe effects, like guys are coming out and the lights are moving up and down and stuff. But you oh, know, for I, sure. I think, yeah, but I think with the, with the uh, uh, card that they had, it felt, it felt very chaotic. And I think you want that. So yeah, that was definitely a fun, fun way to spend a Thursday night. I'm sure you had a blast. I saw a blast. You know, I took I took a date there. So it's always I think that pro wrestling is like the best queer dates ever. Like, um, I think every time I've taken someone there, like we've had a ball together. Yeah. How can you not? It's just it's like the perfect place to like take any kind of uh, you don't have to have any be awkward at all. You can you know, you're 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 surrounded by people who all are like minded thinking. It's it's nice. Yeah, well, I didn't go to any live wrestling show, but I did take my son to see the Batman yesterday. I, I will say Robert, Patter- Robert Patterson make a great Batman. He is not a good Bert Bruce Wayne. No, he's. I was so happy though that I, I don't know I, if we want to spoil it on on here if we get in trouble let, for that. Let, but I have not watched. I'm, I'm waiting till that comes out on like DVD or something. I'm let, not. Let, let's not, not get any, either for that let, long. Let, yeah, let's not spoil any plot point or anything like that. It's only been out like a week and a half. I dig it. Yeah, I um, but yeah, I liked it. I liked it very much. I put it up there like one or one A or one B next to the Dark Knight. So, all right, go well, go ahead and get into it here. I got the schedule pulled up, so let's find out what's on IWTV this week. Another busy week. What's on IWTV? Actually, kind of a calm week in comparison to the last few here. Uh, we're gonna start with Tuesday, March fifteenth at eight PM Eastern, the premiere of Paradigm Pro Still Driving. Wednesday, March 16th, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, the world premiere of Deathmatch Down Under. I'm going to guess based on the spelling here that it's it's still the same pronunciation. Malice at the Palace by Deathmatch Down Under. Thursday, March 17th, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, Wrestling Open Episode 11 airing live, Pro Wrestling's Open Mic Night. Friday, March 18th, 8 p.m. Central Time, 9 p.m. Eastern, Freelance Wrestling presents A Shift in Power. Robert Anthony defending the Freelance Championship against Alan Angel, and Ooh. also defending the Freelance Legacy Championship against Brian Keith. So Robert Anthony in two matches on that show, and the Tag Team Championship on the line as well. The Take It Home record against Kylie Ray and Alfonso Gonzalez, among others on that card. Saturday night, March 19th at 7 p.m. Central Time, 8 p.m. Eastern, Freelance Underground presents Double Back. Freelance Underground Championship, Calvin Tankman against GPA. In the main event of that show. So that should be a pretty fun one as well. Sunday, March 20th, 3 p.m. Eastern. Women's Wrestling Revolution Plus presents the, the littlest and meanest of times. Your main, uh, main event of that show is Jody Threat against Willow Nightingale. Uh, uh, one of my favorites, Davian, on the card against Christina Marie. That's a mostly women's card. So that's going to be fun. Those WWR Plus shows are really good. That's what's on IWTV next, this week. Act of now. They could, be, they could add more stuff later. Lineup is part. The lineup is what it is. Every week you get a chance. I, I feel like they they throw stuff in there out of nowhere. Um, so you know, I, I just I make sure that I take notes and and see if there's anything on there worth watching, which is pretty much every day. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it's it's a it's a pretty pretty uh, busy week, and and as we are really getting towards WrestleMania weekend, where it's going to get super hectic. So you know, every week is kind of a new thing. Even this being a lighter week, there's still plenty to check out. You know, yeah. And they'll add stuff on demand that they're not going to ever take ahead of time. So there can be plenty. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's go ahead and go over the season finale of the Max Drexler. We had Elgato Blanco taking on Ralph the Robot. 
And at first move of the match, they were already doing CGI. God, I'd be lying if I kind of paid a ton of attention to the match itself. I'm okay, wait. It's, it's not even the first move. It's in the introduction for Elgato Blanco. You see his skeleton. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't well, understand why they did that. For him. Like, what's the, the theming there? All right. So so I, after I saw this, uh, the the episode, we'll get into we'll get to, we'll 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 do the end um later but i will say i wish more of the surprises underneath the mass were like this one i was really that was awesome the like the match itself was whatever because i really don't like the fact that they gave the masks basically a personality and now you have to pretend like a robot just beat you know another wrestler and now this robot's in the finals, which, again, I find it ridiculous. They don't tell you who won the whole thing at the end of the whole thing. So I have a, I have a lot of pro- I had a lot of problems this season with the format, with the CGI. But I did enjoy the, the this this surprise. I really liked. Um, but again, why can't you just tell me that it's the finish? The finish means that you find out who is wrestling for that title at the end of the mass wrestler now. You have to wait. Who knows when they're even going to have the match? But well, they did that last year, though. After the NXT. I didn't like it last year either. Yeah, I thought it was a terrible idea last year too. I was asking around, does anybody know who won Mass Wrestler? And they're like, no, we haven't found out. The match hasn't happened yet. Blah blah. Like that's that's the, I, I I think that's not that's not the point of the mask. Uh, like even if you're doing the same format as the Mass Singer, even at the end of the Mass Singer, you find out who won the Mass Singer. <laughs> you know, they don't go. Well, you will find out in three months. Okay, but in, in fairness, though, the Matt Singer's not going on to perform a head-to-head duel with Christian Aguilera or something at the end either. I mean, you don't know so, that. Right? <laughs> I think you do. But no, but I think I think you're supposed to give people, if you're trying to hype this up for the next, for whatever the match is, give me the winner so I know what to look forward to when this big thing comes down. You give me the stipulation. You give me, you know, you're telling me now this robot won and he's still acting like a robot, which is driving me insane. And then you're not More telling robots. me who it is. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I just have a problem with the format. And, the, and this year, the fact that every mask had to have some sort of, you know, cartoony CGI nonsense attached to it. So, OK, now they did uh, take care of one issue that we brought up a couple of weeks ago at the beginning of the show. We'd ask, well, what happened if there could tie about the stipulation? Well, they took care of that. They said that the winner was going to get two points for the finale, and, and there was only a and Warhorse was the only one that had a lead at that point. Somebody was having a lead, but they took care of the tie for us. And the stipulation I had a problem with too. I've already seen fans bring the weapons. That's dumb. Give me something cool. Yeah, I don't know if I want to see any of the other stipulations though. To be honest with you, I don't. Yeah, but you know, they 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 could have come up. You know, they could have said to the judges. Let's reshoot this and let's pick some something more original than 60 minute Iron Man match. Whatever Edith Surreal said, because it took me like I had to look at I had to watch it back like three times. Some sort of Duchess of Queensbury rules match. And then let's let's do then then and then, you know, uh, Warhorse with his fans. Like, are, are, is that really that creative? We went through a whole season where he made me pretend like. This guy was a cat, but you can't come up with a good stipulation for the for the main event. Come on. Fan frame the weapon as entertaining as the weapons that get brought in. I went to a show that had a fan frame the weapons match and somebody brought in an old plastic Mr. T head. Shit like that. I enjoy <laughs> bring shit like that. And we're good. That's the thing. And then it depends on the city that it's going to be in. So because I don't know who the wrestler is, I don't know what city you're going to do the main event in. And you're using this ridiculous stipulation. Now I'm kind of like whatever for the next three months because we know what's coming down the pipe the next like two or three months in independent wrestling. It's not like these other these big time shows like Prestige, like, you know, beyond. It's not like they haven't announced their their shows like two months in advance. So what, where are you putting this? Am I waiting till the summer before I actually see somebody wrestling in this main event? I don't know. OK, well, we we're fairly sure it's going to take place somewhere in the southeast. OK, beyond that, who knows? That's that's my problem. I mean, I mean but I, I honestly I wish they had more more talent like they did Gato Blanco, uh, you know, in there. I, I was really super amped up to see Gangrel, you know, and, and see him kind of, uh, you know, he was really humble when he came out and like it was really nice to hear him talk and, and all these things. I thought that was really cool. So but but, you know, I don't need a robot, you know, somebody pretending to be a robot now in the next, you know, when they're wrestling AC Mack. 
Let's just wrestle. Let's go. Man, y'all are haters. Ralph the Robot fucking rolls. Well, see, that for, you've been saying you've been loving the robots for forever now. So, like, uh, he, I, did, he did the E-Honda thousand hand slap in this right, match. Right. <laughs> and the smoke was flying up and he hit uh, the stupid, like, the, the walking, you know, like, that drove me insane. The the robot gestures and whatnot. I just, come on, guys. We could do better than that. But I will admit, as much as I wanted to hate it, the bit they did where Warhorse was like, no, you're not throwing at the commercial break. And Larry Legend's like, you're right. We're no more throwing the commercial break. And he can break. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Why do they do that, by the way? Because it comes right back. Yeah, I, I, I get that's the reality TV thing. It's like right when you're doing the big reveal of who gets eliminated or whatever, there's the commercial break. But show an ad for a fucking future show or something if you're going to do it like right like i won't nitpick that, a, that that's a bad idea but if you're going to do it do it this way right at least give us something use and use your platform for what it is you know it, it's a major it's a platform with a major major you know every major rest independent wrestling company except for you know the 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 uh, one dopes but just advert you had the show the next night the aiw show is the next night Put the advertisement in there for the show that you're running on your network. Yeah, or you know, anything that aired that weekend didn't have to necessarily be AIW. There were eight shows that weekend. Yeah, but I'm but saying if for a Wednesday night, go ahead and show me what's on the next night. Uh, anything. Just give me something more creative than that. But uh, yeah, I had a lot. The, the Mass Wrestler, I think this, this season kind of got away. I thought the first season ideas were cool. And then this season, they kind of overthought everything. They're like, well, what happens if we overthought everything? Well, this is the result. Now I have a robot winning, and I don't know who it is. He's Southern. We know that. <laughs> Dalton, <laughs> Dalton hasn't sent me the Twitter DM, so I don't know exactly where from the South he is, but he's somewhere from the South. Oh, all right. Or he's just an all-around farm boy. That could be the other option. Could be Effie. I would, I would mark out for that, but I think this guy's too tall for Effie. That could be wrong. Then again, I thought Elgato Blanca was Avery Good. You, did, you did think it was Avery Good. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not one to judge. <laughs> All right. Well, before we get into our review, we don't. Uh, we're going to do something a little different with the wrestler spotlight segment this week. Oh no, no! Well, it's still a spotlighting a wrestler. Technically, <laughs> it is. technically, it sure. is. Sure. Wrestler spotlight. Marky, you're up. So uh, after yesterday, last week's convincing that home office should. Um, Consider my business expense of Funny Bones OnlyFans. We took a poll. The people agreed that Home Office should pay. Um, some people thought Jay Gold should pay, even though he had no idea what was going on. Nobody I know who that, that was. It was, it was Summers and Butters definitely did that. <laughs> <laughs> had to be. Well, it came out to like five votes based on the percentages. But... Maybe Porter O'Shea. It had to be somebody like that who were, who were always up to no good. <laughs> nobody nobody thought I should pay for it. I had zero percent on that poll. I was like, okay. I mean, yeah, you, you don't have to worry about paying. I don't I don't know how legally binding that actually was, like how like a Twitter poll would be. But home office did look into the fans and they did go ahead and forward that month for you. Because that's what we do here. We listen to the fans. We did. And as soon as I the results came, well, as, as soon as I saw the results, I sent it to home office. Home office was a very quick to respond. Um, reimbursed me before I even paid for it. So shout out to the home office. Um, and then I signed up for Funny Bones OnlyFans, which is D God Funny Bone. I'm going to assume the D stands for dick. I'm just going to take an assumption there. <laughs> I could be wrong, but it feels right. It just feels right. <laughs> right. So tell me, what kind of content are we going to get on Funny Bone OnlyFans? Who happens to be a really good wrestler, by the way. And also, yeah, he happens to be a terrific wrestler. I didn't, I haven't seen much Funny Bone because I always confused him with um, Blind Rage from, uh, from Chikara. Two very different guys. That's my problem. When I saw you talking about Funny Bone, I was like, that Chikara dude's got an OnlyFans? I'm sure if any of the Chikara people have an OnlyFans, Joe Foto can give us that information. However... I, and I won't say I funny bone. I won't. I want to kind of keep funny bone. A friend of mine. We're more acquainted with him, but he's a good dude. Mm. So it's it's there's a lot of uh, solo pictures. Um, it's a very mighty fine unit. It's very nice. <laughs> um, I, I can't I can't take this into the border of, tri- of triple X. I'm trying to keep this R rated. Um, and he does. So 
kind of dipping my toe in the sex work. And I know how like the ba- the best way people usually promote their OnlyFans is you make it a lower price and then you offer like for a higher tier, like direct videos to download and stuff like that. And this is more what this is, where he has a shit ton of solo content. Um, he gives you, you know, you get those little previews and videos of what to expect with like the links to get them out. Um, but yeah, it's all very good. It's nine ninety nine. It's I I think it's worth it. Um, I think the second I signed up, I responded in the group chat in what is known as bottom speak. Um, <laughs> for those that know, no. Um, to give you an idea of how I felt immediately from checking the, his content out. <laughs> so yeah, ten out of ten would recommend. Um, he is certainly the father of filth. Like okay, so we, we we've got to ask the question. It wouldn't be a, it wouldn't be a wrestling podcast if we didn't ask it. How big a funny bone dick? Oh, Lord. I mean, I thought I, we were supposed to keep this on uh, for the Disney crowd. We're, 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 we're allowed to do rated R. We have to avoid NP17. It's okay. I mean, it's hard to get. It's not like he's holding it up to something to compare, but it's 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 pretty girthy. It's pretty long. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, Marcy, you're the best. I'm double checking right now thorough, just to verify. Marcy, this yeah. Is a, yeah. This is a thorough review, Marcy. I love it. Uh, yeah, so sign up for his OnlyFans. It's definitely worth it. He's uh, also an actor, right? Something like that. So, hey, I just want to close this off. Hey, always support sex workers. This is a pro-sex worker podcast. I got no problem with it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> got work in real work, and if you don't think so, you can fuck right off. And Excellent. This, this is how I know I made it as a podcaster. Someone paid for me to look at someone's dick. Mm. <laughs> Nobody ever paid me to look at boob. I don't I, I think it's unfair, but I mean, I didn't get paid. I got, I got just the content provided to me, so I feel like that's a payment. You can write it off; it's a work expense. There you go. Yeah, I can't, yeah. I can't, I can't wait. I can't wait to home office shows that to our accountant next year. <laughs> the HR department would like a word, please. <laughs> only fans. How's that a business expense? <laughs> trust, trust me, it was for research. Only research purposes. I actually kind of wish my dad would around, but he actually was an accountant. Yeah, I think he'd get a kick out of this conversation. <laughs> Hand over those receipts. <sighs> All right. Well, back to what the podcast is supposed to be about, which is independent wrestling. Let's go ahead and get into that review. Exactly. The Weekly Review. All right, this week we are going to March 4th, 2022. Action Wrestling Pretends the movement begins from the Roger Spencer Community Center in Tyrone, Georgia. Uh, pretty pretty big crowd for that kind of building, about 350. Dylan Hales and Mo, John Mosley on commentary for the show. About two and a half hours, about eight matches. And if I could say, to start, you mentioned the crowd. This crowd was smoking hot from the very beginning of the show. Oh, yeah. They, are, they were excited. They were in good spirits. They were in really, really good moods. And I really did enjoy the crowd and how the show kind of like the energy was there from the very beginning. Oh, yeah. This, the, like the show flowed really well. And I think the crowd definitely helped with that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the, the other wrestling crowd. Um, that's the one thing I will say. We, I mean, we kind of talked uh, the other week about the TW Arena, how bad that building looked. But when the Uncharted Territory starts there in May, that crowd can be so hot. Southern wrestling crowd just, are just hot like that normally. Dude, I'll tell you where, where it looked good was last night at that ICW show that Dom and Broner wrestled in. That place looked like it, it looked like it was made for a show like that. And so we go to our opening contest here. It is tag team action. The only tag team match on the show, which was surprising to me. It is the skulk of Adrian Alonis and Liam Gray taking on Kuplik Science of Alex Kane and Damian Tangra. And the outfit that Suplex Knight came out to the ring with, my first thought was, go, go, Suplex Knight. I, I like that. I yeah. thought that was fun. The intros were fun. Yeah, that was so dope. I was all about that. I, I, I've never seen, I didn't know that Tangra and Kane, I'm not very up to my action wrestling. I didn't know Tangra and Kane were a tag team, but those guys look badass. I got to say, every guy on this card looked the part. Every, even every woman, every guy, they all looked the part on this card. Um, you know, they everybody was in great shape. Their their tights were like all the gear was on point. Um, and and Alex Kane, I love that that man is just he is scary. And uh I've never seen the Skulk wrestle before, and I was very, very impressed with them. And so uh Alex Kane and Damian Tangra, at least according to Cage Match, have only had eight matches together at a team. They only started teaming last summer. Could have fooled me. Yeah, they they work well. My only my only my one gripe about this match, and I thought the match was really good, was that 
da- Damian Tangra was like in distress way too way too much. Like the 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 match was to open the card. The match was very long, and he was in he was in peril for most of like three quarters of this match. I felt so my my biggest problem with the match, I, I, and I agree with a couple minutes too long. He hits the he gets the stomach breaker. He gets the hot tag to Kane. Kane going in just suplexing bitch. It could all look real good. And then he like almost immediately tagged Tangra back in. Yeah. Let your man rest a little bit. And then yeah. went like another five minutes after that hot tag. So, I mean, I, that, was I, a, that was such a good hot tag, too. It was. It was. Yeah. Yeah. It, the, the match. It, that's just a small nitpick that I felt like they they went a little too long and that Tangra was beat up way too much. But otherwise, I honestly and I was surprised. I didn't think that. I because I, I don't I didn't know it enough, but I, I thought that this was like a setup for Kane and Tangra to just beat them up. And I was dead wrong. These guys, the Skulk are great. They, they're a lot of fun to watch. And I'll get my only nitpick about commentary out of the way with this match as well. But for the most part, Dylan Hale and move were very good. But Tangro did a instead of doing 10 punches in the corner, did 10 forearm. And Hale go, well, those are legal moves. They're forearms, but they're in the corner. They're in the rope. It's not legal. Yeah, I, I, I honestly, it, I've heard now we're doing this show with you and um, and doing it with Butters and such. Dylan Hales is one of my favorite um, commentators. Dylan Hales is awesome. Like, I, I, I honestly, there's not, there's only a handful of guys on the independents that I would say are like really that great. And one is Wadsworth, you know, over in AIW and Dylan Hales, he, he just, he's entertaining and he just knows his stuff and he's not overselling it. I like it. I agree. Yeah. Now the match is incredibly fast paced, which is what I do want out of an opener. I do want a fast paced match. Get the crowd into it. We definitely got that out of it here. Uh, it was Liam Gray pitting Tangra after a flying DDT. Wow, Tangra had uh, a Monic locked in a guillotine. That was really mm-hmm. finished. Twelve minutes and thirty three seconds. Like I said, a couple minutes too long. Based on when the hot tank came in comparison with the finish, a little bit too long, I think. But well, for an opener, I would say. Um, and with the hot crowd and everything, you know, just just spot on. I was very entertained. Yeah, this is a great way to start the show. Yeah. Okay. From there, we have Ashton Starr against Bobby Flacco. Uh, Yo, Ash, Ashton Starr is like such a excuse the pun, but such a fucking star. Yeah. Bobby Flacco, by the way, didn't we see him in that uh, um, New Year's Eve show? He wrestled on that card in Massachusetts, um, and he didn't come out with the same personality on that card and this one he had like it was almost like he was in like rejuvenated like the crowd was just gave him like you know his energy and i think the show that we saw well there weren't any but there was barely anybody at that show but the one we reviewed um from new year's eve if it was beyond or wrestle fest or whatever it was called wrestle fest restival um he he was on that card and he was nowhere near as entertaining as he was in this match yeah, well, that that match that match was more of a an extended squash match. This one was more was more of an even, uh, and part of its location as well because it's in the southeast and they know Flacco downtown, mm-hmm. and that that helped it out quite a bit as well. Uh, fans like both of these guys, so it starts off like a babyface match, and pretty much as soon as I typed in babyface match on my notes, Flacco tried to kick Star off the handshake. Star catches the foot. Star puts the foot down. Tried to kick Flacco, and then Flacco catches the foot. Okay, so like both guys are like, okay, well, yeah, we're technically good guy, but we'll cheat if we need to. Like, it's a correctly match. We want to win, and I'm happy with that. Yeah, I, I, I was fine with it. Um, I thought it went a little long. Also, this one before the the show really kind of hit its, you know, its gears. But um, yeah, good match. Good, you know, the fans loved it. So I'm always happy when people are cheering like mad, you know, at a wrestling show. Yeah, so some very good full finishes. Star at one point hit a power bomb that was so close to a three count. I'm not sure how it wasn't a three count. And it was the right call. Like it wasn't a three count. But I'm still trying to figure out how they timed that finish that well. That was really perfectly timed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah we get the double down when both men hit head kick at the same time. I actually would have been okay with the double knockout off of that. But I actually yes, that was that very, very cool. Yeah, that spot. And they both, the sound was perfect. It was perfectly lined up. They both hit each other and they both went down in a heap. It was perfect. Yeah, I legit thought that was going to be like a double knockout. At yeah, first. and I could have lived with that too. You're right. Then they end up on the floor a couple minutes later. Flacco hit a cutter onto the ring apron. And when I say that, I don't mean they're both standing on the apron and he drops down. I mean, they're standing on the floor and he jumped from behind and hit the cutter and dark head hit the apron on the way down. Like that was vicious looking. 
I don't think I've ever seen it done quite that way before. Yeah, it it there was some as I said, all, every guy on this card was like in, in the perfect shape, you know, for me, like watching them in the ring. That move it just kind of flowed to. And yes, it's very cool looking. So it just it just kind of worked. Dark uh dark counter and Oklahoma roll into a cradle of a cone for the pin in eleven thirty-three. I like this one. This one's fun. Good match. Another one. Oh, top oh yeah, absolutely. All right. Now, from there, CEO Matt Griffin comes out. He plugs the May 21st show. It's going to be in a high school gym. And Dylan Hale on commentary go, we do benefit shows in high school gyms the way God and George South intended. And I don't know how many other people got the reference, but I popped big for that. I loved it. Excellent. Next match of the show here is BK Westbrook against Adam Priest. Now, I, Jayhawk, I don't think I'm stepping on the line here by saying that Adam Priest, I have seen a bunch now while we've been doing this. He is becoming my favorite, like, southern rest like he's he he looks to me again i'll say it like i say it every week that we see a match with him he looks like the dynamite kid he looks like jamie noble when he was in the pit bulls like he has the all that frame of you know the the he's he's got the small waist he's all jacked and he and he's and he's perfect like in his in his role i just i always expect him to do like a diving headbutt but he is like he is slowly becoming my favorite every time I see him on a card. I can't wait to see what he's going to do. So you're saying you're one of Priest's uh, peeps then? There, Priest peeps. That's me. That maybe <laughs> I'm I'm buying some peeps tomorrow. By the way, because of that, I got I, I got hungry I, for him. I do I do think he he's um I do think he's I mean he's great. I, I've seen him before, but I, I we when we saw him at the uh, FW what was it the uh, TWE show or whatever we watched where he came out with the Deep South belt and everything yeah. like. He's great. At the Hawk tournament winner last year as well. A priest has been on a roll on top of it. Yeah. That could probably the closest thing to a bad match on the card. And that's not the fake a bad match. It's just that priest is so good and he looks so good. And Westbrook just did not get a ton of offense in this match at all. Nor <laughs> should he. <laughs> he? He didn't, but that springboard, twi- I called it the springboard twisty moonsault. That was like pretty sick though. That was nice. Because he came from like the outside to the inside before. Yeah, it was really sick. Yeah, but I was glad. I, I I'm not. I don't need any BK Westbrook. I was good. I could watch Adam Priest wrestle like you know a broomstick in the ring. So I was good with that. Not they all don't have to be winners. Let you know. Let's be honest. Yeah, I, the, and what I did like about this one is you had two pretty fast paced matches open up the show, and this one they went on, they went on the mat a little bit. They slowed the pace down. Everything everything meant something because they slowed the pace down a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Because this one can change of pace from the earlier part of the card. Priest got the pin with the Alabama jam, the leg drop off. I think we're actually off the middle rope for him in 849. Yep. And I, I was really excited that he did the Alabama jam as the finish there. That that just just melted me like as like a wrestling fan. The guy is like a south, southern wrestler. He throws that out there. He looked perfect doing it. He didn't look like he didn't know what he was doing. You know, some guys take moves from other dudes and it just never, you know, it never works out. That was perfect. I think after, um, especially having two longer matches, this one being a bit shorter definitely helped as well. Oh, yeah. Okay, go so from there. We get our shortest match of the card. It is Aaron Wade taking on Merrick Donovan. We call Aaron Wade at the TWE show a couple weeks ago, basically doing the same type of thing. It's kind of an open challenge type of deal. He's the baby dragon. Yeah. I hate it. I hate the squatting dragons, and I do not like the Aaron Wade gimmick. Um, do you all like I, the baby dragon? No. It doesn't make any sense to me. He doesn't do anything that's out of the ordinary as far as dragon E. <laughs> he doesn't do anything dragony. He is just a dude in, you know, bad uh, uh, Mortal Kombat cosplay, so to speak. Like, I just don't get anything out of that gimmick. The other guy. Uh, Merrick Donovan he, came out with a sword. Yeah, I was going to say, he, you know. So question, by the way. So say you use the sword to match and someone ends up decapitated. Is that murder or is it just a disqualification? No, no, that's that's. <laughs> That's a felony. Let's. Okay, but what? What if it's a no disqualification match? It's a good question. It's still a felony. <laughs> so you can win the match, but you're going to jail right after. Right. You get the W on your record, but you do get a felony on your record. Undefeated, baby. You'll win the match on a referee stoppage when the guy can't continue the head cut off. <laughs> right. Because he has no head. <laughs> sounds, sounds, like, sounds like a Denic Leary Irish Kong. We have no heads. Yeah, I, I honestly, I was, I couldn't have been happier to see Jaden Newman than when he came out in that, like at the end there. Like, I just don't get it. Squatting dragon thing. It just, I was just happy that 
uh, what's his name from action didn't come out and like manage him or have to get on the mic. Like I didn't need all that shtick and I was okay with it. So, you know, once Jaden Newman got involved and then we started to, you know, we started to go towards the next match. I was very, I, I got, I just got all amped up. Okay. So Wade at one point, Doug bust out the Daniel LaRuca crane kick mm-hmm. and he's trying to roll him over. He's trying to roll him over onto his back for the pin and he can't do it. So by the time he does, he only gets two. I did like that touch. Uh, one thing I didn't like is they were, even though Donovan was bigger than Wade, they were trying to treat Donovan like he was like 300 pounds because how small Wade is. I don't think that aspect of it worked, but the overall idea I liked. Uh, I Don- mean, he was still very beefy. Like, let's let's be honest. He's still a beefy dude. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not like he's a tiny guy at all, but like they were they were treating it like he, like Lex Luger somebody. You can't roll him over. Come on. <laughs> Donovan does in with a fitting culture rack bomb. It's only five minutes and 21 seconds. Jaden Newman comes out. He berates Wade. I trained you, and you can't win a match. What's your problem? And so there was my problem, by the way. There's my continuity problem. He's in the squatting dragons, and Jaden Newman comes out and is and is you know yelling about training him. Where are the squatting dragons to help him out of this mess? The the owner of Action Wrestling is his manager. Where is the help? The rest of the squatting dragons either weren't booked for the show or don't work for Action at all. Continuity issues, Jayhawk. Yes. Continuity. That's, I don't think that's fair. That's two different companies. It's not like the same continuity. The owner of the company is there. It's his manager in another company. That doesn't count. <sighs> yeah. You have to, they exist in their own universe until they agree to cross over. But the whole gimmick of Baby Dragon is part of Squatting Dragons. There's no, there's no other dragon besides him in the Squatting Dragons. So his gimmick is linked, you know. Is is constantly linked to these squatting dragons. Maybe he, it's more like maybe you think you're focusing too much on the dragon and not the baby part. <laughs> I think next time he comes out in a diaper. <laughs> no, 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 um, no. Here's the thing: the baby, the baby dragon has got to leave. Has got to leave the mama and papa dragon in order to. It's like the baby bird leaving the nest. The baby dragon's leaving the nest. <laughs> oh, Marcy, you're revving up there. What do you got? Oh no. He, all right, we still have to keep it not X-rated, so I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> I'm just saying, you're sending a lot of signals if you're sending out someone in a diaper, you know. There's a very specific crowd that's super into that. Yeah, and most of them should be in jail, but I get that out loud, I'm cards. Hey, I'm never going to kink shame. All right, from there, uh, during Newman Grant on Wade, Dominic Garini does come out, and that leads into our next match. Jaden Newman against Dominic Garini. Uh, Newman decided that he's going to try to take down McGreeny to the ground for whatever reason. Uh, no, I'm going to create a purple belt in, in jujitsu. Like, no, don't go to the ground with with him. Like, what are you doing? No, I feel like the majority of this match is Dom just kicking the shit out of Jaden. I had that. Yes, just beating the shit. I got so amped up when Dom comes out in the in the mask in the white track jacket, which is the, my favorite part of his gear that new that track jacket that he added to his gear is like the best touch to him. And then he just proceeds. His chops were like, they were, it was like he was throwing, you know, meat cleavers, you know, sharp side out and just bam. Just Ooh, laying them sound, in there. Those sounds are so, Oh, there's something yeah. satisfying about those. Yeah. So satisfying when you, when he catches them full, you know, when you know, he hits them full um, Dom was, he was just beating the, and we can honestly say I have never seen an ether spot before. And I finally have seen an ether spot on the independence. <laughs> yeah. So you said ether. I said chloroform. It, I, I actually I think he said true. ether. Dylan Hales did say ether. It, I, I wrote chloroform clash ether down. I know they, they said ether. Who knows? It doesn't really matter. Come, come type of noxious, come type of noxious gack on a cloth. And that's the only way you're going to take Dom out of a match is if you suffocate him with ether. And that's <laughs> that's how Dom loses. <laughs> yeah, if I can make one nitpick about the match itself, uh, there's so much in- distraction and so much interference. And I get what they were going with with it. They needed the distraction in order to do the chloroform spot. But yeah, Carson- well, that because, you know, you can't Dom can't lose. Dom's not going to lose, you know, straight out like that in a match like that. He's their tag team champion. He's, you know. They love him there. There's no way that Dom was going to lose that match cleanly. Okay, you're talking about where the rest of the squatting dragons were. Karkin, Dobek, and Pete Youngblood are at ringside. Those two. Are they also squatting dragons? Is there more than two squatting dragons? No, they How were many the, dragons are squatting? They were on that card too, weren't they? They were on the, FW, the, the TWE show. I'm double-checking that right now, actually. I know my crush wasn't, so that doesn't matter. Karkin, Dobek was. They weren't part of the... 
I don't think they were part of the Flying Dragon on that show. Actually, I'm I'm looking at the wrong show here. Never mind. Hold on. Because I think these are all just his um, uh, Jaden Newman students, correct? Mm-hmm. Correct on that. Yes. Yep. But that was that. That's how if you're going to book a match against the tag team champion, someone you show is very dangerous, such as Dom. There's really it's it's really hard to get yourself out of you know. Dom losing that match any other way besides all the chicanery on the planet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kirk and Dobek was on that card. Pete Youngblood was not. They were not part of the start of the Squadron Dragon on that show. I think Pete Youngblood was on the Restival card also. I believe you're right. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, at, at, at any rate, there are lots of distractions, lots of interference. We get the chloroform spot. After the chloroform spot, Newman locks in his commissioner move was basically a mood lock. Referee stops the match via Dominic already out cold. And then Newman calls Aaron Wade into the ring, locks the move in again, basically makes Wade move Dom's arm up and down three times because Dom taps to the hold. What a dastardly jerk. <laughs> dastardly. Dastardly. Kevin Koo and several other baby fakes come out to make the cave and get and get Dom to the back and into a car for Gumbly to go to the hospital. Remember that for later. Because apparently they were not planning on taking inter- intermission, but Kevin Cook's supposed to be in the next match, and he's leaving the building. We need to scramble, so we're going to go to intermission. The intermission segment here is a pre-taped interview with Eric Royal about his ma- scheduled match with Kevin Koo. Mm-hmm. And then we come back from the intermission with what's supposed to be the main event. It's Aki Mack defending the IWTV Independent Wrestling World Championship against Masha Klamovich. I, and I love, the, I love that name because I, th- I think Masha Klamovich, and that's just make the whole thing worth it for me. She's such a badass, by the way. I loved this match. I think it was, it's either this or the main event was my favorite show, match on the card. And this was just like, this was just like a fight, like if that makes sense. You know, like just from the get-go, this was fucking awesome. AC Mack is a, is a heck of a talent. He really is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's something, because uh, I think Masha is already signed somewhere, hasn't she? She's been wrestling for Impact, but I don't know if she's actually under contract or if she's just there. All right, because AC Mack is... He is, he's a talent. I mean, there's just something he, he, he can do almost anything in there. And, and especially with her, I am not a Masha Slamovich fan at all, but the match was really good. And the finish was awesome. Um, and AC Mac is, uh, he's, he's really, he's a good ambassador. If they want to let him build up his record a little bit, like they did with Warhorse. like there's no reason to get those title that that title moving around like it did prior to AC Mack winning. Because so what were there? Three or four new champs in the last like year and a half. You had Wheeler, you had Alex Shelley, um, you had Lee Moriarty. Uh, is that is that is that it? And so it went from and, it went from what Moriarty to Yuda to Shelley and now to AC Mack. Right. Yeah. 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 Now I do agree with you. I think this is probably my my favorite match of the card is because it does feel like a fight. Part of the reason it feels like a fight is with the angle, the healthy first angle they're doing, where Inky Mac only going to defend the title in the Southeast. They announced Masha Klimovich as representing Beyond Wrestling, and the crowd got pissed. Oh, they mm. boo, they boo, they hated her tonight. Uh, Mac trying to do his own intro, the crowd doing it with him, and Klimovich just attacked him before the bell. And they were almost immediately out on the floor, and the referee, instead of going for a double countout, goes to follow them. And I actually do agree with this. I, this might shock people with me being such a stickler for the rules. It's a major match for a recognized world title. You're, you're actually fighting into the crowd for their safety concern there. Yeah, absolutely follow them. They'll let them get out of their system, get them back in the ring. Uh, I mean, he the, the, the spot he did where she was holding, like, I guess it was a plant, and he came through the ring and dove on both of them. That was, I thought that was fun. Um, and I, I don't. I, I mean, I, I didn't think the match had any. I, I didn't have any problems with the match at all, as the you know, as a as a whole. And uh, um, yeah, I mean, I think that was I, I, it. Worked going out to the floor. It worked. You know what they wanted to do. I love that moment when he did the um, he did the slap on Masha, and she just like loses her shit before like he hits her with like just this combination of strikes and shit. It was so good. Yeah, there's a spot when they're fighting on the floor initially. Where Masha Klimovich grabs like a cardboard AC Mac head and starts hitting him with it. And my mind went to Randy Cabbage hitting George Steele with a bouquet of flowers at WrestleMania 2 for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like a good visual, but how much damage is it really doing when you think about it? It's about the mental, you're having the mental advantage of him. Like, I'm beating you with yourself. Why are you hitting yourself? Why are you hitting yourself? Why are you hitting yourself? 
right. Yeah. You, you did mention, you did mention the, the, the dive on Damasha and what we think was a security guard could have been a fan could have been right. random boy in the back. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Masha had a scooplex that I, that nearly, that I thought was going to kind of cave in a key back head. I, I watched it after the Big E thing on Friday, so I just kind of cringe on that duplex. But yeah, yeah, Aki Mac okay, and that was only a two count. Uh, Masha hit the package pile driver, and Mac has to use the rope to avoid being pinned. And then not too long after that, he catches Slamovich with the Mac Ten for the pin, fifteen oh eight, to retain the title and third successful title defense. Good His finish time. is awesome, by the way. I, I I haven't seen. I don't watch a lot of like. I don't get all the way through it. And I haven't seen like, you know, that his, his, fin- I love that move. I really do. Like the, the what is it like a cross armed, like a cross arm pedigree almost? Basically. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. After the match, Ashton Stark comes out and he won a Mac to hold up his end of their agreement where he would get a title shot. And that match would take place the following night at the Phoenix City Rumble. I really dug this. I, like I said, I said earlier, Ashton was like, great. And he's just like, he had so much like charisma and sass in this whole like this whole thing they were go doing. The hat was awesome. I give yes. him that. The George Michael hat was fantastic. Style A plus. Yep. He had the whole wham thing going on. It was awesome. I think Ash is really gonna blow up in like the next couple of years. Oh, I mean, there's no doubt. He, he's he's like next in line. There's you know there's a few of those those independent wrestlers who are you just know who are next in line, and he's he's in that class. You can just tell. He was like uh, like Chris Bay. Like you knew when Chris Bay was just about to blow up. Yeah. Ashton Star is in the next group of wrestlers who are just about to get to where you're gonna see him booked in every card. You're gonna you can't say a card without Ashton Star being somewhere in the card. That's what he's very close. He just has that like that charisma that's undeniable. You can't like you can't look away when he's he's doing his thing. Yeah, definitely. And go from there. We go to our semifinal match. Robert Martyr taking on Matt Kell, the Booger Weight, fantastic nickname. Uh, Matt Kell, uh, it comes on the mic and says, We're running long. I was told under no circumstances to grab the microphone, but there's a 10 year old kid in the building here having a birthday. And I can't do it tonight, but in 11 years, when you're legal, we're going drinking. <laughs> before, Mark- before that, he cracked open the fake beers, too. That was, that was all about yeah. that. My other problem was I didn't understand the placement of this match on the card, but. Like the, I guess this was the like the cool down before the main event. Basically, yeah, I think this is to give things like some time to breathe. Like they're two big title matches. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. I didn't really get. I didn't. I didn't need it, but it served its purpose. I think. Sure. Yeah, I, I think. I think if the. I think if the previous match and the next match were back to back, neither one of them would have come off like anything special, and they both came off as something really special because in between it, I think. Mm-hmm. I get it. Uh, Martyr apparently go to the Larry Larry Kabisco school of stalling. And he like doesn't want to engage at all in the first couple minutes. No, he's I I I I just just described this gimmick as he's a giant nerd and he doesn't want anyone to have fun. Well, stalling turns me off immediately. I hit that double tap on the app and move it forward ten seconds. I hate this. I hate the stalling. Let's go move. Okay. Uh, Matt Cole but out the airplane spin, and I wish I knew why nobody uses that move anymore. It, you can it, a move that you, you know gonna screw somebody mind up if they're gonna get Disney. It looks good on TV. Like, I don't understand why more people don't use it. Well, Cesaro did the big swing. You know, that's the same premise. Yeah, but but it, who else does that one anymore? True. It's a good point. I don't know. It comes off more as a gimmicky move where you know that what's real. What are you really doing except making him dizzy? So I think uh, I think people have kind of shied away from those old carny type, you know, moves from the 80s, so to speak. Wasn't there that one Ring of Honor show in the 2000s where Jeff Bryan Danielson beat Homicide with an airplane spin? So I think he did it like a hundred times or something ridiculous like that. I was at that show, I think. I'm I do sure. remember. I do remember Brody Lee doing uh, spinning Grizzly Redwood like a hundred times, or was that Cesaro who spun him a hundred times? Yeah, Cesaro. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, Matt Skelk actually dug a dive, which is something he doesn't normally do. Even Hill, Hill, the commentary was like, "What the hell." I love what, I love stuff like that when even the announcer could caught off guard by something. Yeah. Go uh, took a suplex early on and then favoring the knee for the rest of the match, which came, which factored into the finish. Mortar chop locked the knee, then went into a small package for the pin in eight fifty three. Again, serves a purpose. I still I still think Robert Mar- Robert Martyr's uh, his deals is he's a nerd and that no one's going to change my mind. <laughs> he wears big tights like the big the big underpant tights. He looks like he hates fun, and that's, that's that was my takeaway. 
This guy hates fun. Koiki <laughs> Carradine or Ricky Kurtick Armstrong? God. That's that reference. I think you may lose some of the audience on. I've lost, I, I, I just I just threw out Larry Kabisco's name. I, I, I think I've already lost the audience. <laughs> I got I got hip in this podcast up a little bit. Clearly, yeah. clearly. I, I'm like Bobby Heenan. Like all my references are like 20 years old. 20 years old. I know the references are funny, but if you're like if you're newer to the game, like what the hell are you talking about? Okay, but from there we do go to our main event. It is for the action championship. And it is Eric Royal defending against Kevin Koo, who has now come back from the hospital with the, with Dom in order to take care of the match here. You know, you got your title match. It's very important. This is and this is like the third or fourth time I've seen Eric Royal um, in the last year. Like I've, I've watched some of his stuff and he is also another one. Where is he? Why is he not doing more? Like, I, I feel like there's something. What am I missing? Because he is he's got it all like. He's size, you know, charisma. He comes out with, you know, all that, just every, all the presentation. So where, where is he? Why is he not doing, you know, why is he not on every card? Why isn't he on a GCW card? Why isn't he on, you know, it's such a, a shame. Yeah. Am I wrong? Like, I don't see him anywhere. He he wrestled quite a bit, but like on the big shows, when is he going to go up against like, uh, you know, when is he the main, the top of the card, you know, on a show up, up east, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's someone that should be getting opportunities, not just in the south. Like, mm-hmm. as far as the south goes, he's definitely like he's one of the top guys. But like, he's definitely someone that should be getting flown out. And right, why wasn't he on? Why area. wasn't he on that Moonman show? Like, what? Why can't you? You can't find a place for Eric Royal on those cards. Like, I mean, the guy can do anything. I mean, he he done be, he done beyond before. He done uh, he's done stuff in the Northeast before. It's not it, we will call pre pandemic. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, it's been two years now, so where is he? Let's go. Let's get him on other cards. There's a lot of shows running. Let's get him on other stuff. He's, yeah, he should definitely be a feature talent on a lot more shows. This match I was super looking forward to, but I will say, Marcy, if you can, if you may not agree with me, but Kevin Koo should not be wearing tights that have skin tone on him. He looked like no, he was naked. I disagree. I disagree. Uh, my first note is Kevin Koo is such a hunk. So if anyone... So I'm not, not that call- it, no, no, not that it doesn't look good. It it just doesn't. I I don't. I the look just. It looks like he's wrestling naked. He's supposed to be seriously a badass, and he looks like he's wrestling when he turns to one side. One side's green. The other side is beige. So is that, so is that why I was blushing this whole match? <laughs> you are. If anyone, if, if anyone wants to know who I was crushing on this show, yeah. the answer to the question: Who's Marky Thirsty for this week? Kevin Coe. So I'm. Gonna, I think I'm gonna make a stand here. We're not. We're not gonna be thirsty. That's that's you know. That's maybe a little, a little too horny. I'm just gonna have a a, a nice little crush. You know, <laughs> it's respectful. We're gonna we're gonna keep it grown, folk. A crush. But but this is gonna be a weekly thing, by the way. Probably, assuredly. <laughs> Note to our mucus guy: stop the who's Marky thirsty for this week jingle. Let's tell the home office to make get that done. We need a drop. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, uh, I think I think this match was, was great for the main event. I love the yes. fact that it ended uh, in a in a one legged Boston Crab. I love it. Like you can't you can't do it better than that. He worked his leg the whole time and he finished him on the leg. And that's what we talked about when we watched those other shows where they don't finish him with the leg that they've been working. Finished him with the body part he was working and the false finish, which I didn't get. But uh, well. We'll talk about that in a second here. Uh, what I liked about this one is, yes, Coop going for the leg, because Royal's a bigger guy, and that's the advantage you want to get with the leg. Yeah. But Royal also got the same idea. This guy does a lot of commission moves. I need to work on his leg. So you got two guys that are basically working on the other guy's leg. They have the same strategy coming in. I enjoyed that. Uh, the fact that Coop was going to defend him most of the way, and the story was that he's just not going to get beat. Yeah, he just, had, he just, he just wants the match too much to get beat. Well, that was also like the we didn't really talk too much about the promo before, but like Eric Royal's huge point is that Koo is just a tag guy, yeah. Yeah. having his like winning streak, and it was like they kind of they brought this up a lot in commentary too about that like being a big thing that like Koo just wants to prove himself, yeah. and yeah. the story definitely worked with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do get we do get the full finish. Royal gets the pin, but Koo's foot was under the bomb rope the entire time for the referee waved it off. The idea behind that is it give Royal an out. Well, I had him beat. If he wouldn't, if I would have had him in the ring, I had him beat. It get coming out. That's perfectly fine. It's not. It's not like. It's not like the dusty finish where 
here's something that should have been a DQ five minutes later. They're comparing. Oh, wait, we're going to disqualify the guy for what happened five minutes earlier. Like those kind of fall finish. I hate. I hate when that happens. I, I honestly didn't know where that was. I, I don't, but I didn't know if I needed it there because if you want your title to mean something, especially when he said he did his speech at the end and he was like, I'm only the third person to hold this title, have it mean something as opposed to having that false finish. You didn't need the foot under the ropes, you know, and the whole, you didn't need it out. It's a championship match. One guy beats the other. They're both championship contenders. You know what I mean? And Dolan and his Royal thing with that belt, he had that belt for 385 days. Yeah. I mean, Dominic, if he was with that belt, I, I I understand giving him that out. Okay. They might have something planned. I could see them having something planned based around that as well. You yeah. can't, who can't keep the belt forever, especially as a tag champs. I, I am never, and, and I, and I criticize AIW for also giving like Cardona both. I've never been a fan of one talent holding multiple belts because you take away match opportunities on your card and places where you can have guys elevated. So like to have Koo and Dom be the tag champs and Koo be the world champ, you're not seeing diversity in, in talent on the card. You're only seeing the same guys. And I think it, it, I think you need, I, I like having multiple people with belts, like, cause it sets up all different opportunities. Cause you have, you know, the intercontinental title was always, this was how you were going to get to this. It wasn't this guy's going to have both. And when Hogan and, and Ultimate Warrior wrestled and Warrior had both, then they do it. They, they, you know, they did a tournament or he gave it up or whatever it was. You can't have guys hold both belts. It just, it just doesn't, to me, it just doesn't work. But I love the fact that Koo is champ. Just, I don't agree with that kind of booking. I get it. I, 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 it, depends, it depends on how you do it. I mean, I agree. I don't think that can be a long term thing. Mm hmm. Yeah, I think that's it's hard to really say in the because we're still in the moment. This is the most recent show they have. We're not we're not seeing where this is going yet. Yeah, they right. have a guy from a guy from the tag team title match. So I, I have not heard of any of the matches signed for the next card. So I, I mean, they could drop the tag belt next month and the conversation's meaningless anyway. Like we don't know what they got planned. Right. Uh, after the match, Ku does give that speech. He's the only he, the only he's only the third champion, but he's going to be a fighting champion. Dominic, Dominic Greeny comes in to congratulate him. So I get he's out of the hospital already. I mean, how long do you really have to stay in the hospital for uh, for ether? You know, I, I don't mean, speedy recovery. <laughs> I don't know the answer to that question, but they're like, we, we're still looking to see if Kevin Koo can get back to the building. We're still trying to get an update on Dominic Greeny's condition. He's fine. Uh, he I, came out. He came out in his shorts. He just needed to change his clothes a bit. He had to get all the chloroform off of him and he's fine. That's shower, how that works. Shower that chloroform off you. <laughs> but had to take him, they didn't take him to the hospital they just took him to a giant eye wash station for the shower one of those lab showers quick get under get under i want to go in incognito mode and look this up actually how long does it take to now, now you got me curious so now you're going to look up how long it takes to wash ether off why are you doing it in oh, i guess that makes sense ah <laughs> uh, you know chloroform anesthesia first cut at the first thing up here and it's out of a book, but it might not tell me anything. Fantastic. Well, I podcast research. You love it. Well, I, I, honestly, I, I, the, the, the card itself on uh, that, that finish was something I like seeing. I, I really like seeing Koo, uh win the title. I felt like the fans kind of exploded on that one. And that was, that's a cool feeling. I like to see that. Okay. Yeah, at most about 20 minutes, it looks like. So he's fine. Why well, did slap on the cheek? Yeah, they he, took him somewhere. It might not necessarily a hospital. He might. Have, he, it's probably. It, it, it's probably okay. We got. We got him back. We're taking him to the hospital. He's like halfway there. I, I, hey guys, what's going on? Where am I? Oh, okay, you're good. Don't look back. I, I think my theory is right. They just took him to a giant eye watch station. I think you're right too. Actually, on that uh, one. Actually, I, lo I love when they're picking like just really the dumbest stuff like that. Not, like that really means nothing in the grand scheme of things here. Dom uh, does get on the mic and and basically said that he the next time they see the skulk, which will apparently be on their April 8th show, he's going to perform a K word on them, doing big big murders. Yeah, I, I anytime I feel like anytime Dom gets on the mic, it's going to be he's going to threaten someone's somebody's life. So I can always listen to that. All right, so uh, I know where I'm going. I'm going thumbs up. What are you guys thinking? Oh, thumbs up all the way. Yeah, thumbs way up. I, I'm I'm glad we're doing more recent shows, and and uh, I I I love it. I love it. And okay, so with that, let's go ahead and get into our plug. Let's go ahead and start with Marky. Hey, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at 
E-Girl Fanboy, boy spelled B-O-I. You can see me playing something, I don't know, uh, on twitch.tv slash E-Girl Fanboy, also spelled B-O-I on there. Uh, I have my podcast, X-Over, uh, which will be a new episode dropping very soon. Uh, and yeah, those are the things you can see me do and check me out on. Um, maybe I'll do more OnlyFans reviews. I'm probably not going to. That's that's a weird thing to do. <laughs> All right. You can follow me on Twitter at RefJayhawk, Instagram at Jayhawk1539. Uh, follow me on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash RefJayhawk, playing WWE 2K22, which is a lot better than I was expecting. I'm playing with right. I'm, I'm upset, actually. Why? I've been waiting for this, by the way, from both of you. I I want it to just be a disaster. I don't want it to be like okay. Because it's not like it doesn't sound like it's amazing. It just sounds like it's okay. And I feel like that's worse than it being bad. Yeah, you wanted I'm- it to be you wanted it to be really bad where the glitches were so bad that people are like throwing it into the street again, right? Yes. Yeah, but okay in comparison to what the last two games were like, it's really fucking good. <laughs> I mean I, I heard people are enjoying it, so I, I'm I'm not sure yet if I'm going to buy it, but uh, not sure. Okay, it, it's going to go on sale in like two months for half price. You can just wait it out. I, just like NHL or, or NBA, halfway through the season, I'll get it for twenty five bucks when it's there. Yeah, I will. Okay, I didn't stream any of any of it, any of those games, but my son was playing with playing it with me for a little bit, and he was enjoying it, and I was enjoying playing it with him. So bonding moment as well. Oh, yeah, I got no complaints so far. We'll see what happens if yeah uh, if they they sign the rights over to EA. And we'll see what happens with that. I'm not going to think about that till they announce that. But loot boxes, loot hey. boxes for everyone. <laughs> you have to pay for each article of attire for your wrestler. <laughs> but if it's in the game, it's in the game. So you'll buy it, and then like 90 days later, they'll be like, "No, you got to give us that game back." Yeah, we're going to wish you the best in your future endeavor. Give us the game back. No exactly. Wonder. You're going to get the downloaded pack, and then in 90 days they release it. They're like, "You can't have it anymore. We're done with it." <laughs> All right. Uh, you can also, uh, you know, watch me referee for Mega Championship Wrestling the coming Saturday, March nineteenth, at the Lorain County Community College in Lur- in uh, Elyria, Ohio. And I'm actually going to be recording an episode of the A Show podcast later this week. It'll be dropping uh, on uh, March twenty first. I'll be doing doing some fantasy wrestling drafting. I believe we're doing 1988 NWA for that, unless something changes between now and recording time. I believe that's where we're going with it. So, Jay Gold, I know you got a couple things, and Home Office yeah. think on it well. Yeah, Home Office notes. So you can follow me on Twitter at jgold12. Uh, this week, I will be back in the office for work. No longer on the couch. Um, you can please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to us. Don't forget about the merch store over at whatamaneuver.net with our collab with our JCP designs, the official designer, graphic designer of IWTV guide and Derek Dillinger. Um, don't forget about our podcast friends, wrestling cheers, pod Van Dam, the super fantastic podcast. If you catch my grift at odds with wrestling X over the card is going to change. Um, our other friends, as I said, JCP designs, pwponderings.com, big Starks brand, set tab photos, smoke and Jay's barbecue, the best barbecue in Ohio and kayfabe collectibles. Our buddy, Joey, um, that's what I got. Thanks, everyone. All right. And and the late, great Bobby to bring heat in one head. Too hard trained all the kids. Only three of them leave the litter box. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs> See ya. Keeping it relevant. Later. Right.
This guy hates fun. <laughs>